First of all, on behalf of Father Paul and Father Zina, Happy New Year to everyone, and blessed New Year, and a fruitful and spiritual New Year. In the bush which Moses saw unburnt, we acknowledge the figure of thy gracious inviolate virginity, O Mother of God, intercede for us. Words and Vespers for the Feast of Circumcision. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Back in the in the seventies, my father was hospitalized in Mount Clemens, Michigan, and was put in intensive care. My mother, uh, my two sisters, would visit the cubicle ever so often. You could you were only allowed so t- so many so many minutes with the patient, and then you had to go back later on and go back again. And on my way myself to the cubicle, I heard a young man cry out in another cubicle, I want my mother! I want my mother! I later found out that this was a 17-year-old boy who had a serious, very serious motorcycle accident. And he was now in intensive care unit. He wanted his mother. The nurse called his mother, tried to locate her, finally did. And then his mother said, Oh, no, you couldn't be asking for me. We don't get along. And she said, Well, he is. He's yelling out your name. So finally, the, the nurse convinced the mother to come to visit her son in the hospital. It turns out that, uh, as his mother was saying, they didn't get along. They hardly ever spoke. His son, her son did his own thing, regardless of how it affected the family. Now he wanted her. So she came into the cubicle, and he reached up as far as he could, and she held his hand. He grabbed it, and he said, Mother, I'm sorry, so very sorry. Forgive me. When the time was up, the mother left the cubicle and never came back. I remember the words of the memorari. Remember most gracious Virgin Mary that never was it known. That anyone who fled to thy protection implored thy help or sought the intercession was left unaided. Never was it known. What a different mother Our Lady is. 
And today is Mother's Day in heaven. For the, our Lord calls each of us by our name. Francis, Mary, Franklin, George. But he never calls his mother by her name. Only one name he calls her. Nobody else has called that name. Mama. And today is Mother's Day in heaven. In the Old Testament, there's a story of the Gideonites. Gibeonites. King Saul had something against them. They were very peaceful, and so uh, he uh, slaughtered them. David made a promise he would never, he, he would not do the same thing. But they were felt they had been wounded. Saul went back against his word, and so they invoked the lex talionis, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. And David let them do it, which meant they could claim as penance the, the children of Saul. And so David gave them Saul's two sons and five grandsons to be executed. They didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> they just related to King Saul by blood. The Gibeonites took them, hung them on the mountainside until they fell down one by one, dead. And by royal decree, they were not to be buried, but left there to be devoured by wild beasts of the countryside. Arispa, the mother and grandmother of the children, was heartbroken with grief. And she went to King David and pleaded with him to bury her sons and grandsons. But he would not do that. And so she went to where the bodies of her sons and grandsons were and remained there by their side from late April until late autumn, protecting their bodies. Her maternal vigil created a strong sympathy in Israel. And finally, David relented and buried her sons. No power on earth or in heaven can keep a mother from a son who suffers. Call to mind Scott O'Grady. You probably don't recall Scott O'Grady, but you, you know you know his name. If I refresh your memory, Scott O'Grady was a young man and a captain in the United States Air Force. On June second, nineteen ninety-five, he was helping the NATO no-fly zone enforced it over Bosnia 
when its F-16 was hit by a Soviet-made anti-aircraft missile. With his aircraft exploding around him, O'Grady desperately grabbed his ejection handle and pulled it. Five miles up, traveling 350 miles per hour, he came to Earth and escaped certain death. So far, he had. You may remember the reports in the paper and the prayers came up that he be alive, that he be kept alive because the Serbians, the Serbian Bosnians, were looking for him. And not to give him an award, <laughs> they want to execute him. So he was presumed dead by the government, the United States government, who presumed he was dead. He struggled for six days and nights to survive by eating all kinds of strange vegetables and animals because he was a wilderness in, in Bosnia. He was being pursued by the Bosnian Serbs, who at times were less than five feet from him. But they didn't know he was there. Eventually, he was rescued by the United States. And rejoiced that he was found alive, miraculously. And he was honored at the White House by President Clinton, and then by President and Mrs. Reagan at the Reagan Ranch. He was on Larry King Live. I saw it, and I heard the the story. He told his story. But uh, Larry King, he just went above his head. <laughs> he didn't understand what he was saying. He told them what happened. Now, he wasn't particularly a religious person. He was Catholic. But uh, his mother was very devout. And she belonged to a circle of friends who were very, very Marian. And when he was flying, when he was shot down, it, his, his thoughts went back to his mother and her prayers. And so he began to pray to Our Lady for help. And then she came to him. And she stayed with him until the helicopter came and he got into it. Which, which, which rescued him. Later on, he uh, wrote a book about this. His, um, I can't say an adventure, his very um, near death experience, published by Doubleday. And he said, my faith was a very personal thing, and I didn't pretend to be the most devout person in the world. In the Air Force, my church going was erratic. We keep our kind of work scheduled. Sunday morning is sack time. 
And when I did not, when I did go to church, I wouldn't deck myself out in a three-piece suit and sit up in the front pew and make out that I was holier than anyone else. I would sit in the back in a t-shirt, jeans, and keep quiet. Much of the time, I wouldn't leave, listen to the service. Then, but on the afternoon of my third day in Bosnia. I prayed to Mary. Before long, I felt a definite presence. It grew more vivid and vivid until I could see it, sharing in my mind's eyes. It's hard to put this into words, but I saw the vision. And I felt very warm and good. And the vision stayed with him. I did stay with him. Until we safely aboard the American helicopter. Never was it known. Never. John Donne, the English poet, wrote, reflected on Mary's traveling into Egypt to escape Herod and how she would protect him being with him. Immensity cloistered in thy dear womb now leaves his well-beloved imprisonment. There he hath made himself to his intent, weak enough now into our own world to come. But oh, for thee, for him, hath he in no room? Yet lay him in this stall, and from the Orient, stars and wise men will travel to prevent the effect of Herod's jealous general doom. Seest my soul with thy faith how he which fills all place, yet none holds him, does lie. Kiss him, and with him into Egypt go, with his kind mother, who partakes thy woe. Kiss him, and with him into Egypt go, with his kind mother. May the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost 